In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. This is my new favorite coffee, and of the three flavors that they are currently offering, my favorite is their Camp Cook. Camp Cook is their dark roast. It's strong and bold, but it doesn't have that burnt taste. A lot of dark roasts start to taste burnt. This is smooth. This is my favorite coffee. I enjoy uh, pouring this in my drip machine or in my coffee press and drinking it black. It is that good. Guys, when you go to junipermountaintradingpost.com and you're getting ready to check out in the box, enter arena and get 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show. You know, as you know, we unapologetically target men, yet we have a massive audience of women who are passionate about getting inside the minds and the hearts of their men. So we'll be answering questions that some of you women have asked. And so I want to stop right now and say to the women in our army, we salute you. Thank you for being so passionate about your man. Hey, also, we have a video right now on social media that just hit 5 million views, and it's about making your wife your home screen and your lock screen. And nobody's asked me this. Nobody's called me out, but I just want to show you this is my home screen right there. That is my home screen. Uh, it changes often. It's always the same woman different picture. So that's my favorite picture of Shanna right now. It's our 30th anniversary trip. That picture was taken from the island of Crete last September. So I'm missing Greece right now. As you know, in 2023, our goal is to gather 365 hero stories in 365 days. A hero story is a testimony of transformation or a decisive act to grow. It's not uh, about you telling us how great we are. It's not about any of that. It's about you telling us your story and how God is using you to impact those who love you. And when we use your story, if you hit us up at info at we'll send you some swag just to say thanks. 
Our hero story this week comes from Sam in California. He said this, one of my teenage sons started arguing with a friend that escalated to the point where the friend took a swing at my son. My sons were debating. My son was debating leaving, but then he remembered what you said on your podcast about never start a fight, but you should always end it. So he stuck around and had a conversation with a guy that threw the punch at him and ended up repairing the relationship. What a great story. Men, for you, this is your ministry. God has called you to be the hero in your story. We are just the guides, nothing more. God has placed you in your story to be the hero, and so he's asked you to do it. So if you have questions that you would like answered, please ask us. We try to get to them all. The question is, is from a younger guy, super smart young man. He's saying, how do you know when you've been called into ministry? And so for me, my, I, I was called two specific times. The first time I was not living for the Lord. I was a brand new Christian. I was not involved in the local church. I was not involved in anything spiritual, but I had an experience with a knee surgery that went bad where I was blind for three days in an ICU. And in ICU, blind for three days, God spoke to me. So it was a pretty radical a call to ministry and that just changed my whole life. I still did not give my life to Christ for another two years, but it changed, it altered how I did life. The, the most recent time was in 2010 or 11 when God called me to start working with men. That was a more subtle call to ministry. And I, what you're asking is, how do you hear the voice of God calling you into a, calling you subtly into full-time vocational ministry? That's what I'm, I'm thinking that you're talking about full-time vocational ministry. I think it's really important, first of all, to understand your shape, your spiritual shape. This is something that Rick Warren came up in his book, came up with in his book, The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, it's an acrostic, five word, five word acrostic for spiritual gifts. What are your spiritual gifts? So I would say, first of all, what you need to do, you need to find a spiritual gifts test that your church offers, or you can find it online. Find out what your top three spiritual gifts are and be able to call them out by name for the rest of your life. Leadership teaching and exhortation are mine. So what are your spiritual gifts? The next one is the letter H. What is your heart or passion? So my calling got changed in 2010-11 because God literally changed my passion from working with students to working with men. And so what is your, to me, passion is a massive, massive tool that God uses uh, when he calls us into ministry. So we have spiritual gifts, H, Heart or passion, A, I'm sorry, spiritual gifts, S, heart or passion, H. And then A is what are your abilities or learned skills? You know, I spoke with a man who is an NFL quarterback and he won a Super Bowl as an NFL quarterback. And he was doing a, a keynote message in Tehachapi, California, telling us his Super Bowl, you know, exploits. And he said, you know what? And before that, he was a professional baseball player. He said, you know what? God gives men a lot of abilities. I can throw things far. And I just thought, man, that's pathetic. That's all you can do is throw things far. But he's got a Super Bowl ring as big as my head on there. And that's a big, that's a big ring. So what are, what, what has God naturally given you the ability to do? The next letter is the letter P. What is your personality or what is your temperament? I love Florence Littower's material called Personality Plus. Some, Enneagram is really popular today. Some use Myers-Briggs. Some use Briggs and Stratton. I'm just kidding. There are many, many personality tests out there. Find out 
where you fit. And if, and you know, are you an extrovert? Are you an introvert? You know, find out who you are as far as how God made your temperament. And then the last one is a letter E, you know, experiences, you know, God never wastes a hurt. You know, God loves to take our mess and turn it into his message. He loves to take our tragedies and turn them into his trophies. Romans 8, 28 says, uh, for God works all things out for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So I take those five things, my spiritual gifts, my heart or passion, my abilities or talents, personality or temperament, and my experiences. I put those together and that really, that really, that equates to the hand that I will deal to the world. So God has dealt with, dealt me a hand. Spiritual gifts, heart, abilities, personality experiences. And now from that, I deal my hand to the world. So that is how I recognize my call to ministry. So to go back to your question, if you are a married man, you need to weigh the calling of God against your spouse. What does your spouse say? Ministry is a, I have a, a massive amount of men that I have worked with in the past, far more than are not that got called into ministry, went into full ministry, lasted five, 10 years and are out of ministry completely. So for me, I question the call. The call of God is objective. It is not subjective. It is a call of God where God is objectively calling you to ministry. So you have to decide, is God calling me specifically to full-time ministry? If he is not, if it's subjective, then I would argue that may not be a call. An objective call of God, you cannot deviate from that. When you say yes, you say yes to God. I have never considered leaving full-time ministry. Uh, I've been in vocational ministry since 1990. I have never allowed a person who has hurt me or have offended me to lead me away from full-time ministry. I have never allowed a church that might have wounded me to, or might not have to lead me away from full-time ministry. I have seen full-time vocational ministry as an objective call of God. And, and it is not, it is something I cannot deviate from without being undeniably disobedient to God. So that is important. And I think so many people are called to ministry, but something goes bad and they're gone. And I, and I wonder if you're, if that is really the case for a person, did they really get called into full-time ministry? If they did, then they're being disobedient to God. So I just, I, and, and I know that there are times when God legitimately brings you into full-time ministry for a season and legitimately brings you out. The problem in human experiences is that's not what I've experienced. People move into full-time ministry because they're called of God and they leave because they're hurt by somebody. And it's not God at all who led them out. So you need to be very careful when you dis discern that God has called you to full-time ministry, that that is, an uh, that is an objectively undeniable call. You will historically make less money, less income uh, than those who are not called of ministry. You will deal with a lot more people problems from those who are, who are not called to ministry. The call to ministry is really a call to a sacrificial life. I make uh, probably five figures less than a lot of my peers from college. Uh, five figures less than. Like they're making double of what I'm making. Uh, you know, we rented a house for many, many years. Uh, we deal with people problems. We deal with people who you, you live in a glass house. So the call to full-time ministry, it needs, to, it needs to be something that is objectively undeniable for you. I hope that answers your question. So the question is, why do you make videos that appear that you have buried a body in the woods and you're running from the cops? Well, the answer is because I am. 
I've got numerous bodies in the woods that have been, but you don't bury them. You got to burn them first. So there's no DNA. No, I'm just kidding. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. I had somebody ask me, are you going to Mordor? Are you a hobbit? I'm like, well, if you saw my feet, you might think I was a hobbit, but no, the reason why I'm walking in the woods, you guys is first of all, I believe that men resonate more with a, a, a wilderness type of experience. Our target audience, uh, seems to be guys that like the outdoors. So that's why I do that. But realistically, the, the other reason why I do that, you guys, is I interact with God in the outdoors and God meets me in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place I will go to, to experience silence and solitude. I don't go to the outdoors to talk to God. I go to the outdoors to just in silence, put myself in a space where he can actually interact with me. I just got back from a five-day deer hunting trip in Hawaii. And all we did was sit uh, in a tree stand or lay down flat on the ground on, our stomach, on my stomach waiting for a deer to pop out. So I spent hours and hours and hours each day alone, immovable, and waiting. And so in those moments, God can minister to me. And so I think for me personally, the wilderness is where I go to uh, experience that. And people can't find the bodies. If you need any more uh, advice or if any more questions, please hit me up. We're pretty good at responding rapidly to your questions. Uh, and if this episode helped you today, guys, do me a favor, man. Click this link, copy it, and send it to somebody you love. Till next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.